expected. And as we discussed earlier this year, you know, next month in May, we're expecting to see an even larger drop. So we do feel like we're going to start seeing mortgage rates start to uh, decline further as we kind of keep an eye on things, probably within the next 45 days. So even though we saw a little bit of a temporary increase, we do expect the trend lower to, to, to continue. Hey y'all, Katie here with Team Eva Wazy, and welcome to the Arizona Monthly Market Housing Update with Matt and Katie, where you learn all about the greater Phoenix area housing market, including information on interest rates, what's happening with housing prices, and tips and tricks for buyers and sellers. Please like, subscribe, and download our episode so that we can continue to get this real news out to the real people. Hello everyone, this is Ryan Gilliam, Senior Mortgage Banker with Waterstone Mortgage. If you're looking to buy a new home or even refinance a current one, I'm able to help you find the best program and interest rate that fits your specific needs. You could call me anytime directly at phone number 480-635-3035 if you have any mortgage questions or if you're ready to get pre-approved for a new home purchase. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's Katie and Matt and Ryan. We I need, to, I need to add <laughs> Ryan in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think so too. Right, right. As usual, we are back with our monthly market update with Ryan Gilliam of Waterstone Mortgage, and of course, Katie and Matt. So, mm-hmm. welcome to all of you out there, Ryan. Let's just kick it right off. What's going on in the mortgage world? What you seeing happening with rates? I see them fluctuating a little bit here week yes. after week um, as I get your report. But uh, tell us, tell us what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at a long enough timeline, you know, you'll see that mortgage rates have about, you know, a three quarters decline since the highs from last November. But, you know, during this decline, you know, we'll see short periods of increases but before the trend lower continues. And, you know, what we've seen over the last 30 days as inflation has been, you know, the technical term is a little more sticky meaning that it's harder for the Fed to get inflation down as they were expecting, you know, and basically what that means, you know, a lower inflation, as we discussed, equals lower mortgage rates, but it's been a little difficult over the past 45 days and we haven't seen that, that trend going lower. But, you know, on top of that, I know you mentioned this on one of your posts that, um, you know, we had a surprisingly strong jobs number and uh, higher earnings as well. And, and that does, you know, lead to higher inflation. So that's part of the reason, like I said, Inflation has been a little stickier and, and we had a little bit of an increase in rates over the past 45 days. But the good news this week is that the Consumer Price Index report, which is a popular measure of inflation, showed a year-over-year drop of 1% from 6 to 5%. That's huge. That, that's lower than expected. And as we discussed earlier this year, you know, next month in May, we're expecting to see an even larger drop. So we do feel like we're going to start seeing mortgage rates start to uh, decline further as we kind of keep an eye on things, probably within the next 45 days. So even though we saw a little bit of a temporary increase, we do expect the trend lower to to, to continue. And you're still feeling like it's pretty rate-driven out there. Do you see that fluctuation sort of correspond with the rate fluctuation when you are taking in applications? We haven't so much, actually. Over the past 45 days, we've been busier than ever, you know, with, with our new applications. Katie and Matt, I know you guys are kind of seeing the same thing. Demand has yeah. kind of picked up with the uh, with the weather. <laughs> you know, as as it's getting hotter, you know, uh, the the market seems to be heating up a little bit. Is that what you're seeing as well? 
Absolutely. And that tends to happen year after year. I mean, it's cyclical, right? So no matter kind of what the market's doing, we'll usually see a little bit more uh, increased activity coming, you know, in the spring and early summer. And we are definitely seeing that. I mean, it's pretty crazy when you look at the numbers as far as closings already in April. And our personal business really does reflect this too. We're, We're just like you, we're not sleeping right now. Um, but as, as far as April enclosed properties, we've, we're seeing just a little over 2,000. So as of this morning, 2,005 properties have already closed in the month of April. Um, wow. And March was huge. It was uh, 9,238. So pretty significant, huge jump from February, where February was 5428. So really, really giant. We're definitely seeing it reflected out there in the market. You know, another cool thing, though, that we are seeing, and I don't know how long this is going to last, Matt probably has his thoughts, um, but we are still seeing the ability to negotiate on behalf of our buyers. Um, in fact, we have a closing today, all three of us, we all, we all know who these people are, we've all worked with them um, together as a team, but we have a closing today uh, where that, this property is closing at 650, it's out in Gilbert, so, you know, super popular area. And it appraised a couple of weeks ago at 700. So they're walking into 50 grand of equity, which is just just awesome, especially given the fact that we're very busy. It's amazing. Yeah, I actually just got off the phone with them before this call, and they're so excited. So great work on on that one for the both of you. And and yeah, the core logic, which we we really look at to, to kind of see what um, home prices are doing, they did show they're always a couple months behind with their readings, but in February even though it seemed like it was a slower month, the prices are up, this is nationally, but 0.8%. And uh, year over year, you know, it it did see a drop of about 1.6%, but that was still after a 40% increase uh, for two years, (laughs) you know, after, after 2020 and the the pandemic actually. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of crash that some people were, were expecting to see, it doesn't look like we're seeing that with, with things already starting to shift higher. Yeah, no, totally agree. I mean, how many headlines did we see beginning of March of 2022? Uh, no, excuse me, not March, June of 2022, where, yeah. you know, the world was crashing and the sky is falling and the housing market's going with it. Haven't seen that happen yet. No. <laughs> and it's probably not going to happen. Um, you know, obviously, if there's there's under other ingredients that could make things go way differently than anyone expects but one of the biggest drivers here is the same thing we've been putting focus on is supply and we have now watched supply dramatically drop we're at now 40 percent lower than our high which was november 1st of 2022 so roughly 160 days ago you know we had 40 percent more inventory now you got to think throughout that period of time we've also buyers and sellers have been conditioned to kind of digest and and accept this new other force, interest rates, as the norm. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that. People are definitely a lot hesitant to just kind of, you know, trigger to these uh, rates and sixes. And, and I just seem to, it just seems to be a lot less of people complaining or saying, oh, yeah. this is ridiculous. This is hot. You no, know, it just seems to be more of a normal thing. A lot of the buyers that we're talking to, it's not even something on, you know, on their radar. It's more of let's just focus on the property at hand where, you yeah. know, 60, 90, 120 days ago, way different story. And to Kate's point, I think, you know, there are still deals to be had if you're looking for a deal. Now, 
one of the things that we're noticing, if you're looking for a turnkey property, there's going to be a lot more competition when it comes to that. Multiple Especially offers. if you're in that, yeah, if you're going to be in that price point between, you know, a half a million and 750, there's a lot of people that are looking in that area for turnkeys there and they don't, they, they don't have the time or want to give the effort towards a project. So they're willing to pay that premium. And we're seeing that. Now, those that are like, hey, you know what? I'm looking for a property within that price range that might need some work. That's where the deals are to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where someone can really create some 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 instant equity inevitably. I also think like to what we were noticing, it seems to be in a lot of places like Gilbert Chandler and stuff there, there's a, there's a barrier at like that 650 point, six, 600 to 650. You start to see a lot of people really pump the brakes north of 650. So therefore, people that are approved up to, let's say, 650, 660, they're putting a lot of focus on trying to find homes below that. Now, what we're seeing is, is a lot of people that are listing above 650 to 700s in that, that between 750 and 650, they're playing the price drop game. So I think it's really important for, for buyers to maybe take a deep breath and really look at things, but say it might make sense for us to step a little bit above our price point targeting, maybe in the 675s and try to negotiate down. Um, and that's exactly what we were able to do with the clients that are closing today. And the results they got um, were amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's not to say that sellers in that price point, if they if they hit the market at the right price, are not selling um, and are not oh, exactly. getting a lot of activity because we are. I mean, right now we have listings from 170,000 straight through to 2 million. And as long as we're hitting the market at the right price for the condition of the property, that we're, we're seeing a lot of activity. Um, but I, I understand Correct. what you're saying. And I am seeing price drops in that particular range, even still, even, you know, mm-hmm. given the fact that we're, we're lower in inventory than we even were last time we talked. So Absolutely. And the ones that just, once again, if they're turnkey, they got all the modern updates that people want, they're going to pay a premium for that. And I think just a lot of consumers put, a, you know, especially coming from all over the country, sellers, especially when they're originally kind of looking at what they want to sell their home price at, they're still stuck with last year's feelings and high prices. And they're taking that kind of cost per square foot approach. So if they have a larger home that's 2,700 square feet or such, they're so quick to just say, oh, this is what it should be. Um, where you know, the market's really going to dictate that. Well, that's where expertise comes in too, because when you're looking at comps, even 90 days back right now, that was a different market. So if you're just looking at comps over the last six months and, you know, you're, you're, that's where you're throwing your dart, hey, that's where we need to price. These are totally different markets. you got to consider when that property was listed and when it closed and, and really factor in what the market was doing at that time. Was that the time where we were all losing our minds because the interest rates had popped up and it was that initial shock period? Um, you know, like it's just really important to do that. I feel like you can't just kind of throw a dart at, at comps that happened, you know, that that closed in the last 90 to, to 120 days even and think Absolutely. that you're you're spot on. You, you really need to consider factors. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ryan, what do you what do you? feeling though right now as far as like here we are we're about to enter the spring we're we're actually in the spring but um may's traditionally when we see things really take off um what are you seeing what are you feeling yeah you know and and it's going to be interesting may's a huge month Uh, it is a a period in in arizona where we do see things and activity increase and on top of that um you know the inflation figures should come in low and that will drive rates lower 
And on top of that, you know, the Fed is going to be meeting and, and we do feel like they're going to do a quarter increase to kind of, you know, continue their increases for the past year. But that could be the end of it. They, they could signal that that's the, the they're stopping it. A lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the banking crisis, a Silicon Valley bank failure for one. You know, part of that has to do with how quickly the increased rates is putting some banks in a pinch. So they're kind of getting more pressure to stop those increases. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of good news coming out next month that's going to be positive for, you know, uh, interest rates, positive for the stock market and um, optimism for the market. So it's going to be it's all going to hit at the same time. And I do think that's going to lead to probably a pretty busy summer for everyone here in Arizona. Yeah, that's what we're seeing as well. So speaking of the news, I heard you guys talking before we hopped on the podcast here about this 40-year mortgage. What's going on with that? Can we explain those details? Because I think some people think it's something it's not, right? Yeah, gosh, you know, it was it was pretty big news. Um, I was getting a lot of text messages when it came out uh, earlier in the week. And uh, we really had to dig into it. I want to thank Matt. Matt was the first one who reached out to me about it. And I didn't hadn't even heard anything of it, but uh, my team, I reached out to my corporate team and we dug in deeper and there was kind of a misunderstanding of exactly what it was. The 40 year term FHA is rolling it out, but it's not for new home purchases. And for anybody who doesn't know, you know, typical mortgages are, of course, a 30 year term. But, you know, almost 15 or 20 years ago, there was an option to do a 40 year where you extended the term and it lowered your payment. So it was a great option to have lower monthly payments by having a longer term. Um, but they were acting like they were going to be rolling that out, but it's not for new purchases. It's actually for modification purposes. So if there is a homeowner who's currently in a home and it's an FHA mortgage, but they're, you know, job loss, reduction in the income, higher debts, and they having trouble paying their mortgage, they could contact their servicer and ask for a modification. And one of those options now would be to do a 40 year term to stretch the payment out, to lower it and help them out. Uh, you know, during uh, their circumstances, actually. So that's what it is. It's not for new purchases. Maybe they will down the road. We don't know. But uh, for now, it, it's not available for new buyers, unfortunately. Interesting. And 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 like to kind of go off of that, after you explained it to me, it, it made a lot of sense. And it's funny how they made a lot of these subject lines, especially when you're reading it. That's the, that's not what you think. That's not what they're selling <laughs> You know, to the point that you even were like, Hey, I have to dive into this. I'm seeing it, but there's really not a lot of substance. And is it, you know, what do I know? But it kind of seems like the way these subject line readings go, it's almost like they're prepping for something or getting a feeling out there on how many people would be open to a 40 year mortgage. Yeah. Um, it seems like affordability is this big, big, you know, main word that's said right now. And the fact that rates, even if they remain high, but we still have this inventory issue, which is going to keep the prices high. Yep. Um, it almost yeah. seems like that is the most fitting product. And it's coming to the point where a lot of these banks are saying, well, we have qualified buyers. Um, there's a lot of equity out there. The market in general is something that we could probably add this into the wheelhouse. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet a buck on it, a signed dollar bill. By the end of the year, we're going to see this product offered. Um, that's 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 my bet. <laughs> no, you're right, Matt. Yeah. And, you know, the, the mortgage programs always seem to reflect the current market. And you're right, you know, with low inventory, you know, higher rates than we've seen, you know, in the past uh, 40 years or so like that. Um, there's always new kind of uh, programs that come out to help affordability. Uh, I know we discussed a few months ago the 2-1 buy-down program where the seller could help you lower your rate the first year, 2%. Uh, for the second year, it'd be only 1%. But, you know, interesting things like those come out. So, you know, I'm excited to, you know, each month dig into it and discuss new possible programs to, to help affordability. But you're right, Matt, 40-year 
could be on the table and that would be very beneficial for first time home buyers. And, and I feel like, you know, I mean, I guess the banks are looking at it from a risk stance saying, Hey, are yeah. we really want to take a 40 year obligation to this, but there's a lot of countries that I believe have this already in place or they're even longer than that. But it's to the bank's benefit. When you have these high rates, wouldn't you think they'd be like, wait, we can lock this rate in for 40 years versus 30 years. This yes. is kind of a no brainer. Like, so I feel like there's going to be pressure on both sides from the bank side saying we can make a lot of money on this. And from the consumer side saying, Hey, I'd really like to buy my 750 or $800,000 house, but I just can't afford that payment. You know, I can, I can qualify for it, but it just doesn't make sense for my lifestyle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And because, you know, the goal is really to get buyers in homes, you know, first time home buyers into homes and to keep that initial payment low enough that as rates drop and they start building equity to refinance them down the road. Sure. You know, like the 40 year example, do a 40 year now. Of course, they're not paying much towards the principal, but as values increase, you know, and rates do go down, you know, we could refinance them into a 30 year or lower rate lower mortgage insurance and have it even more affordable. The goal is just to get them in the door, really. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Start that portfolio. I saw your tip Tuesday with Dana the other day, and that was such a great episode, just kind of, you know, helping our audience out there that wants to get started in, and, yeah. you know, a real estate, really a nice, robust real estate portfolio it takes time. Um, but to get started, there were some really great tips in there. And I think it's really important for those buyers out there to pay attention to these different mortgage programs that could help them get yes. that process started. So uh, one last thing, guys, um, speaking of news, and I don't know if this has really been in the news lately, but it's something that is still out there and still a really, really big issue. And Ryan, you might be able to speak to it, too, is wire fraud. I just want everybody to be super careful. If you are buying a home, oh, my goodness, make sure that you're, you've, you've got the right representation on your side to help you through many things, but especially to warn you of these risks that are out there that could potentially be super devastating. Um, we had it happen again. It wasn't one of our clients. It was actually one of our listings. It was the buyer that was um, coming to the closing table and they happened to be a victim of wire fraud and uh, 132,000 bucks out the door, guys. So it's really, it could be so incredibly devastating. Um, and I just want to put that warning out there, make sure, you know, a, put a bug in everybody's ear to be very, very careful with that. Um, Ryan, you got any? Any advice on that or anything to share? Gosh, yeah, you, you, we've seen it so prevalent. It, it's interesting because every title company we work with, just in their email signature, they have so many warnings. Wire fraud is very prevalent. This is what you need to do. So they're always sending out warnings. But I know, you know, during the home purchasing process, a lot of buyers don't really notice that. They're just, they're doing inspections, appraisals, income documents. And so they don't really always read those warnings. But but I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we, we've we've heard stories of it with some of our buyers in our branch, fortunately not one of mine, but uh, it does happen. And, and yeah, we always recommend before you start sending money to always contact your title agent, you know, make sure it's them and, and make sure that you verify everything over the phone before sending a wire. Absolutely. And every number of that account number yes. that you're sending it to verify it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you could always do Trust. a cashier's check that that's always safe as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Matt, did you have something else to add to that? No, I was just going to say trust, but verify, you know what I mean? And, it, and these these thieves are, are geniuses in a sense, yep. because they know that a lot of these a lot of these buyers are just stressed. They're at the 11th hour of their closing. They're dealing with moving. They're dealing with the chaoses of life. 
So they're vulnerable. And uh, so, yeah, it's super, super important. If you're going to be wiring anything, call, talk to that person directly, verify those numbers verbally. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's super important because they're ultimately coming in and posing as the title company where they'll literally have the name of the title company, all of this stuff. And if you're just browsing through it quickly, you're going to see things that say, oh yeah, this is right. And it's not. And right. That can uh, that can change life really quickly, and it uh, looks incredibly so. uh, believable too. Mm. So, careful with that out there, guys. All right, everybody. Well, this wraps up our monthly market update. Hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. Thank you so much, Ryan, with Waterstone Mortgage. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And for all of you out there, if you want to catch up on any of our previous episodes or any of the episodes that we do, we do a variety here because we really, really, really want to educate our audience, educate our clients, past, present, and future. So go check us out on YouTube. We are at EvoAZ. That is our handle on YouTube. Right at the top is our playlist for our monthly market update. So you can catch up with previous episodes there. Continue to scroll down and you will love what you see. If you are more of that audio type, maybe you run a lot, drive a lot, ski, I don't know, and you want to listen to our podcast while you are doing that, then hop on over to your favorite podcast platform, do a quick search for Arizona Real Estate Radio, and you will be able to connect with all of our educational material right there. All right, guys, until next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.